who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Where old stories take on a new life and the world is teeming with possibilities. Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with. Okay, gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Sue's back. Back Back again. again. Book Club Babes are back. Tell Tell your friends friends for real. For real. Come for real. For real reels. We back. That was a nice little break. It was. Hello. How Hello. are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Oh, you know, just trying to get the Zoom to work, but you know. Love Robot this voice for us. That, I'm happy I took a recording of it. I might post it on our stories because that's, <laughs> I literally thought you were fucking with me. No, like, I'm like, not. oh, she's just like committed to the bit. No. No. <laughs> Nerp. Nerp. You robot. What what she reading? Tell me. <gasps> OMG. Well, it's been a hot minute, so I've read a couple little books, I think. Mm-hmm. Um currently reading Last Girl Ghosted by Lisa Unger. Mm-hmm. So far so good. Uh and I also started an audiobook today that I didn't realize was only two hours long, so I'll be done it shit love that for you <laughs> i was like how am i already on chapter 13 out of 18 like that doesn't <laughs> make sense anyway and it's called comfort me with apples however i have read i read the angel maker by alex north who did um whisper man oh yes he's fucked himself over because whisper man oh. was so good that like that i just so don't good. think i don't think anything, anything else, else is living up The Angel Maker, I was literally just so fucking confused the entire time. And if he hadn't wrote written it, I would have DNF'd it for sure. Mm -hmm. I just was like, there's gotta be something here. No. Boo. I didn't love it. And then I also listened to it's called What Have We Done by Alex Finlay. It was fine. Did I talk about blood sugar? 
Did I tell you mm. on the pod? You told me personally about it, but you haven't told the purd. Pod read Blood Sugar. That fucking book was so fucking bad. Yeah, I love that book. It's an it's a got me it's got never saw me coming vibes, but like if she were me. <laughs> okay then. Okay. Yes, yes. I got my boss to read the book and she said that like because like she's very visual she'll explain to me like when she's picturing stuff or whatever and she said that all she could picture was me as the main character <laughs> um okay is she a killer uh yeah <laughs> oh okay cool <laughs> sometimes you just gotta be a little murdery but she's also like a psychologist like she's smart mm-hmm. not that i'm smart but i'm totally smart but like she's actually smart hooting her own horn but yeah she is the smartest <laughs> I'm not dumb. I know that about myself. Okay. And then I also finished, I don't know if I talked about it, a book called Don't Look For Me by Wendy Walker. And it was also very good, a thriller. But the ending was womp womp. So if you're going to read it, look forward to a bad ending. Prepare for disappointment. Amen. (laughs) Okay. What about you? Tell me everything. You've been busy. I have not been as busy as you. So this will be quick. Um, I'm still reading. I have some questions for you, but I feel like I'm moving quicker through it than I usually am. So that's good. And then it's long. It's a long. It is long. It's long. It's a longy. Um, and then I finished migrations. If you haven't read it, a million. It's great. I just love her writing. It's so So good. good. Um, the ending though. The ending. She the got ending. Me. She got. She got me. She fucked me up, fam. Yeah, it's a good. I thought that it's... it was. I thought it was happening, and I was mm-hmm. like, it was good. Mm-hmm. 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 It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I just started reading the Child Finder, which that's the book you recommended to me because it has the same color scheme as that other one that you're like I didn't recommend this to you I'm like oh they look similar (laughs) like the blues with the snow interesting Mm -hmm. the child finder is a fucked up book so just be ready yeah it's pretty because you're getting there already yeah 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 it's getting pretty messed up already. I'm assuming I can tell where I think it's going to be going, but it's a series. I don't know if you don't know if you know that. Is it that mm-hmm. woman is a detective? I'm guessing, and she just there's a whole se- does she find children in all the books? I yeah, I would assume yeah. I don't know if I want to read any more about children. I don't love kids, but I also don't love shit happening to kids. Like mm, true, true. Mm-hmm. Have a limit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i just don't want them in my face you know true don't live in my don't uh live in my house or my womb goodbye (laughs) but you can visit for two two maybe three hours tops max exactly (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay anyway anything else going on we have a bunch of new babes and oh my god have you written them all down i've written them all down Okay. okay let's go Kelly, Liz, Lisa, Lauren, three Albert names in a row, by the way. Um, love that. Brianna, Kelly, Noel, Becky, and Sarah, which puts us over 200 babes in the Facebook group. 
Are you kidding me? No. Oh my god. It's shocking. It is. It is. There's 200 I'm... of us. Honestly, I feel like there are like five people who listen to our <laughs> podcast. I can it. confirm since I do look at the numbers every week. It is not 200. I know. I, I mean, know. one, five, or however. Five. Yeah. <laughs> it's somewhere between one, one? five, 200 plus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Something along those lines. Oh, but. my God. Well, welcome. I wonder if yes. it's Becky with the good hair. It is. I know it is. I have good hair. Yeah. So our books, we pre-ordered Warrior Girl on Earth a gazillion years ago when we did that cool thing with Angeline when she was first like unveiling the cover and everything. So we've been waiting for our books and we pre-ordered them from uh, Indigenous-owned indie out of Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I think I got you. where they're from. Yep. Um. So it's taken a fucking plane ride for the mm-hmm. books to get here. So we're supposed to be getting them tomorrow. And now that I'm doing that like cute new feed, I want to have the book. So I haven't mm-hmm. posted anything about. Anyway, so if you're like, where's all the posting about Warrior Girl on Earth? It's coming. Go in the Facebook group. We've posted about it. Yeah, we posted about it. I'll put the chapters on Instagram tomorrow. I mean, exactly. Whatever. Whatever. Because okay. um, you know why? You know why it doesn't matter? It's our podcast not and not yours. Yours. Not yours. <laughs> Got you. Kitty. We wanted to acknowledge something that last week on May 5th was in Canada, at least, it was um, Red Dress Day, which marks and symbolizes um, missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls. Um, so I think that's maybe important to acknowledge, and I mm-hmm. think it's going to be a big theme in this book by the sounds of it already. Yes, we have met. Yes, you're right. As I was reading about Darby, I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, she's covering topics mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that yes. are important. Yes, yes. Yes, very important. Yes. Should we head back to Sugar Island? Let's uh... Okay, let's go. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. This week is week one of Warrior Girl on Earth by Angeline Bully. Hey. Hey. Missed you. (laughs) I am going to start. I wrote down the dedication because I thought that it was important and beautifully written and sets the tone for the book. Yes. Because although this is like a fun book and Perry is like a really interesting character, Mm -hmm. she's kind of like funny and sarcastic and whatever. It is serious, like a very serious topic that Angeline has chosen, right? Mm -hmm. So the dedication is for the 108 thousand three hundred and twenty eight ancestors still held by institutions and those working to bring them home that's important so yeah. that was important yeah at that chapter where perry meets warrior girl for the first time like oh god just it is pretty fucked that they divide bones by body part like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is okay. It is. I mean, we yeah. can talk about that later, yeah. but I've yeah, got a yeah, lot yeah. to say, so stick with me. So it's chapter one, week one, and the date is Monday, June 9th. Hala! The twins are speeding across Sugar Island in the Jeep. Hell yeah! Um, and they are going to the Ojibwa tribe's cultural camp in, uh, I get, like I said, in the Jeep. However, Pauline isn't pleased about the speeding. She reminds Perry what their Auntie Donis said when they were gifted the Jeep for their 16th birthday. No being foolish, or she'll kick their ass, which I loved. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I can see Donis doing that. Yep, 100%. (laughs) And you know what else I loved? I don't know where it comes in, but like, I love the callback to the Jeep. I love that Mm -hmm. it was Lily's. I love that the twins have it. And Lucas! Mm-hmm. yes yes like, Luke oh ass yeah like <laughs> stop Angeline I yes. love it all stop so Perry is still pissed that Pauline tried to quote inspire her by dragging her to nine different universities last week um Perry would have rather been at home fishing so she feels like she lost some very and she's like eh, excuse me like you don't have ambitions but Pauline and Perry seem like opposites fall real mm-hmm. <laughs> so the summer interns are going to the camp in the woods and pauline knows that it's because there's no wi-fi and it's to quote immerse us in culture without distractions which is pretty smart um at the camp they run into lucas uh chipaway who is a certified hottie to everyone but the twins. I'm guessing it's just because they've known him for so long. They're like a brother. He's like a brother. Yeah. Yeah. I'm picturing like a six pack. Ooh. Ooh. Long, maybe some long hair. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. 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 Um, That's good. Sorry. Where am I? Okay. So Perry isn't doing the internship which was unclear, but now it is. But Pauline is, and Pauline is the only high school student to ever get placed with the tribal council. So it's a a very big deal. And she is like super academic. She's just like wired for success. It's always Mm -hmm. forward, forward, right? Mm -hmm. 
Perry is looking forward to the summer of fishing and speeds along in the Jeep because she can. And she is listening to MIA's Bad Girls. Live fast, die young. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Stormy, we we see Stormy again, mm-hmm. who was like, whoa, it's been a hot minute. So I guess it's like 10 years later, right? Is yes, that the idea? Yes, yeah. Okay, because the twins would have been six when Firekeeper's mm-hmm. daughter. So then if Stormy and Levi were 16 or 17, they'd be 27. Yes. yes. Or 26 yeah. right now. Exactly. All right, cool. So we see Stormy, um, who was Levi's BFF. And I think he actually did some jail time. Mm-hmm. with Levi, yes. right? Correct. Yeah. And Perry offers him a ride. He declines as per usual, but she invites him for a fish dinner that night and he accepts, which is cute. Um suddenly, a mama black bear and her cub cross the jeep's path and Perry swerves right into a fucking metal gate. Whoops. <laughs> Damn it. Like that's Dang. one of those moments where you're literally just like Fuck. no yeah like this cannot be happening no so she's able to get out of the vehicle and she has a routine that her father taught her she alerts her parents she's videoing everything she's making sure things are good um and she tells it's her parents pauline and donis who get notified with her location um and she realizes that she needs to get the jeep fixed asap so she also calls a repair shop the tribal police arrive too, and Perry knows the officer. Um, they his name is Sam Hill, but they call him What the, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny. Not mm-hmm. even if that's funny. Yes, yes. What the. <laughs> uh, so that night, Auntie Donis arrives at the house for a dinner, and surprise, surprise, she is pissed. <laughs> Rutro. <laughs> uh-huh that was a bad choice so she asks if she was speeding um and if she does that with her kid in the car which i was like hello donna's has a baby excuse me what <laughs> excuse me <laughs> who's the dad um and who do you think it is i was like tell me now i want to know i know i want to know who the dad is i don't i wonder mm-hmm. i bet you we won't find out that seems like an angeline thing to do mm-hmm. 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 yeah mm-hmm We'll have to ask her. <laughs> Write that question down now. <laughs> Write that question down. Um, so Donna's found out that the damages to the Jeep are going to cost $3,200. And Perry's like, MBD, I will work out a payment plan with the shop. And Donna's is like, mm-mm, because I already paid it. So that means you owe me. And Perry is like, for fuck's sakes, <laughs> that is very different. She got your ass. She got it. She got your ass for the whole fucking summer, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so her sentence is that she has to join the internship program and pay her back through that job. It's a 10-week program. They make $400 a week, so that's $4,000. So she'll have $800 at the end of the summer left to her name, mm-hmm. which sucks. But you got to mm-hmm. do what you got to do. Um, and Donis also tells her that her supervisor is Cooper Turtle. Uh, quote, this is just the end. I loved it. It like summarized this chapter perfectly. And with that, my summer of slack goes up in smoke just because. 
Oh, the summer of Slack. Oh, man, that would suck. I really want a summer of Slack. How do I get that? Chapter two, it is now the next day, Tuesday, June 10th. And Pauline and Perry are being driven by their mother to the internship. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes. Um, on the ferry, Perry notices her um, internship leader, Cooper Turtle, and he is saluting Sugar Island. And there's he's been doing that in protest ever since Tribal Council voted to move the Cultural Learning Center to the mainland downtown but he is the only one who is still protesting this um as she's making her offering she tacks on an extra prayer for help to survive the summer which is so perry Um, (laughs) and when they get there all their mom has to say is well this will be interesting and takes off goodbye (laughs) (laughs) i forgot how much we loved her yes terry Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and even the dad, like we're yes. seeing art again too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. Perry can tell that Pauline is hanging back because she's sure she's been told to make sure I make it inside. <laughs> what Perry says. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yes. So she approaches the reception desk and says, Anin, I'm reporting for duty. And she is met with a hostile welcome of the grumpy receptionist. And it seems like this is like turning her off big time. And she's like, actually, I got to go. Excuse me. And I'm thinking she's going to run away at this point. But she heads to the park and says another prayer and puts two sprigs of cedar into her shoes so she can feel grounded while she's inside. And now she feels like she's ready. She enters into the museum and she's like, um hello is anybody home like nobody's here so she's like wandering around cooper's nowhere to be found so she's like do i just like look around like what do i do um (laughs) i like don't think the lights are on or anything no exactly (laughs) and then she like notices that the light in the creation exhibit has turned on somehow um but still nobody's in there Um, She tries to ask Miss Manitou, the grumpy receptionist, what to do, and she's likely she's realizing that it's not likely to get any help from her. She's like, nah, Mm -hmm. not interested. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Finally, that seems like there might be some life in the museum and from sorry, from the end of the exhibit, which we find out the exhibit is kind of past to present um, their creation story all the way to through to contemporary art and everything like that. Um, she enters into the end of the exhibit, the present, um, and she notices that there are two black ash baskets that are calling to her, and she's wondering if they're her great-grandmothers, and she just needs to peek inside to see if her signature there, and all of a sudden, Cooper's like, hey, no touchy, tricked ya, <laughs> and he had been hiding in the exhibit and scared the shit out of her. <laughs> I don't like that. No, I don't, I don't like, like it. No, no. Don't um, scare me. No, don't do it. Don't do it, please. Oh, fuck. That would be the worst <laughs> first day. Honestly. Yeah. I like, to be scared is one thing, but to be doing something you shouldn't be doing, and that's how you're scared, you're like, well, yeah. looks like I'm oh. never going to touch anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not here. 
He kind of imparts some wisdom and explains that everything is connected, the past to the future, and tells her to keep her eyes open. And she's like rolling her eyes and she's like, I need a different job. <laughs> right now. And yes. And then he gives her her task for the d- for the day, which is to clean hundreds of glass cases. And then she's like, I definitely need a different job. <laughs> Inside and outside. Yes, yes, yes. But you know what? That trick I've never heard before. Have you heard it? No. Doing circles on one side and back and forth on the other so you can tell which side the dirt is coming from. Smart. Smart. Cooper. Thanks, Cooper. Smart. Yep. So on her lunch, she like books it out of there and she's like, I'm out of here. Stat. Get me go. Get me out of here. Um, she starts looking for different jobs at gift shops, ice cream shops. They're all pretty much no's. And then she ends up at a motel. And we find we meet Eric, the smart ass, but we also find out that they're not hiring. So she's struck out on her lunch break. Um, it's now 501 and she's like out the door, ready to go. She's like skedaddled out of there. I'm outie. Bye. Of course, Pauline launches into a play-by-play recap of her super awesome day as an assistant intern. <laughs> Bye. And, yes, yes. And so Perry's obviously like eye rolling hard in the backseat, like, no, fuck this. Um, their mom informs them that Auntie Donis's um needed some babysitting help with Wabun their five-year-old cousin so donison's baby's five years old or sorry teddy their mom is like you anybody want to look after him like hello so then um perry's like oh maybe this could be debt for the jeep okay i'll look after him but i've got to be on my toes because he's quick and elusive um and finally gets his attention and tells him that it's important to listen to everything because everything leaves clues. Books are great, but so is learning from Gitchmandu. Every creature is connected to the trees and rivers. Um, and she tells him that she has, he has her heart, which is beautiful. It's I awesome. love them. It's yeah. like um, Perry's relationship with Wabin is like Donis's relationship with them. With her, yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, sweet. And that bit about, like, saying you don't need to read books to be Mm -hmm. smart. Like, I just, Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. so nice. Yes, yeah. Friday, June 13th. Friday the 13th. The twins are dropped off at the rec center that all the interns have to go to on Fridays. We find out that Perry's name is actually Pearl Mary Firekeeper Birch, which I did not know. And I was like, Mm -hmm. that's cute. She runs into the boy from the motel, she's like, whoa, weird, um, who asks her if she wrote, quote, smart ass on her name tag. <laughs> <laughs> Love somebody who, like, mm-hmm. does a call back. Like, mm-hmm. that's, you're mm-hmm. like, mm, smart. And then we find out that his mom works at the motel and he was just watching it so that she could run an errand. His name is Eric Miller and his assignment has something to do with shopping, question mark. <laughs> I was like, that sounds fucked, but okay. Uh, Lucas comes over and Perry invites him to join them. 
Uh, we find out that Eric's parents actually own the motel and they are both tribal citizens. That's why he's there. Lucas is somehow related to Granny June. Oh, I was like, did Lily have a younger brother? But she totally did. We find out. Yes. So yeah. that's really cute. They're talking about Granny June. And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. But Granny. she must be old. Oh, she'd be, be old. old now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the seminar starts and everyone is talking about how their weeks went, etc. Perry tunes this all out until Eric starts speaking. He's from Escalante and he's going to Mackinac, which I only know how to pronounce it because she mentions that if you pronounce it with an A-W, you know your shit. But if you pronounce it with the hard A-K, you're wrong. So thank you for that because I would have called it Mackinac. <laughs> Mackinac. Um, which is a state college. He's going there this fall. His assignment is shipping and receiving at the Superior Shores, and he helps unload a bunch of mini fridges this week. And Perry is feeling like their internship positions are very similar, just like mundane Mm -hmm. bitch work, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yep. Lucas is interning at Tribal Fisheries and Wildlife Management, which means he gets to gas up boats and fish, etc., and Perry is so jealous, so jealous. Super jelly. Perry introduces herself. She speaks in Ojibwe Moan, which she does when she introduces herself. And then she'll do like a translation afterwards. So she speaks and she says something and only a couple people pick up on it. Um, and she doesn't translate that last part. And afterwards, um, Eric was like, what did that mean? And Lucas tells him that it's, quote, an old Indian trick to see who knows the language. What it meant was, it hurts when I pee. <laughs> oh, fuck. I love Supervisors don't know the language? I don't, I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, I was like dying. Oh my gosh. I love Perry. Oh. I love Perry so much. Like she's just yes. like a shit yep. disturber. Perry, Eric. Lucas and a girl named Shauncee are paired up as a team. They are told that it's about to go all Harry Potter up in here, which is exactly what I thought of, which is why I wrote that down, Um, and that all the teams will earn points for the next 10 weeks. There will be challenges, and they also have to conduct a community service project, which they'll need to work on together. We find out that the winning team will receive an extra $4,000 bonus, which would maybe make Perry's summer of freaking having to work worth it if she actually got some money at the end, right? Um, There is a team game event and then a working lunch where they need to brainstorm for their project. Shanice needs to pump her breast milk because she had a baby, um, and Perry checks in on her to see if she'd like anything. She asks for more pizza slices and Perry brings her an entire pizza. So it's like, I feel like she, I feel like that just like illustrated that she's Mm. like kind of a slacker and like, you know, says what she wants, Mm -hmm. but like her heart is really there. Oh, yes. Yes. Big heart. Yes. Like if I ask for a couple of pizza slices and you bring me a box of pizza, soulmates. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so she asks her if she knows anywhere that's hiring. Um, Shanice names some fast food places. 
Perry tells her about overhearing an employee being harassed and that no one did anything about it at the restaurant and how she just doesn't think that she'd last long working in a fast food environment, which is fair because we need to remember that Perry is indigenous and she's also half black. So mm-hmm. she, I think this is going to be a bit of a pattern as well, because when she went mm-hmm. to look for jobs, yes. she felt like people were just looking at their, her skin tone and saying no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, it's so yes. fucked. It's so fucked. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It's awful. Uh, Shanice says she could always get her aunt's police captain boyfriend to track down the license plates if anyone harassed her. And I'm like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. Um, but Perry says Donis is only friends with TJ. So they still mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. They still friends. Mm-hmm. Where where did Jamie go though? I need to know. Like where is it? Where is he at? Where's like, he is at? Jamie is Jamie Wobbin's dad, but then like why aren't they together anymore? I need to know. <laughs> I just need to keep reading. I just want to keep reading. <laughs> I need some answers here. All right. So their last challenge of the day is to get across a set of monkey bars in the least amount of time, touching the least amount of rungs. All of the other teams select one player who goes and does it, but Team Misfit Toys, I don't think I wrote that down, but that was their name, um, allow Perry and Lucas to go together and they kill it with their teamwork. Mm -hmm. There's a video that is played back of the entire thing because the like presenter woman is like, let's recap um and everybody looks at perry because she is essentially a flying squirrel because i think they did it in two bars like they just went bloop bloop yeah yeah uh shanice tells donis perry (laughs) oh no shanice tells perry that she texted her cousin he is a commercial fisherman licensed by the tribe um and that he'll hire her tells perry to take a few days to decide but she's super stoked she's just got to break the news to everyone now right so it's monday june 16th and she's headed back to her placement and she's feeling more dread than excitement for showing up at work and she's like i have no problem i can tell cooper i found another job it's no big deal but psych Her mind went blank when she tried to tell him. Cooper tells her that they have an important meeting in St. Ignace today and that Perry at this moment is like, perfect, I'll just tell him on the way back. It's no big deal. And then they end up at Mackinac State College. Um, There are two portfolios that Cooper grabs from uh, from the back and one is new. And one is old. And the one that is new has Perry's initials engraved on it. And she's like, well, fuck. Oh, no. You've been given a gift. (laughs) A gift. (laughs) An official (laughs) gift. Yes. What do you do? No, hate that. Hate it. Perry is greeted with a surprise presentation, which I hate this situation for her. I hate it for her so much. Though, inside... Her portfolio, Cooper has given her a bit of a cheat sheet, which is very sweet of him. We find this out that presentation though. Ah, uh, yeah, that's just that's just rude. Come that's on, Cooper. Yeah, on the car okay. ride there, you couldn't have put mm-hmm. it on her. Right. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, we find out that this meeting is about um, Native American, or it's an acronym that stands for Native American Grave Protection and Repatriation Act um, and the Michigan Anishinaabek Cultural Preservation and Reparation Alliance. During like their little um, get to know each other lunch thing um, an older woman approaches Cooper and Perry and she's giving off big Grand Mary vibes how the hell Grand Mary shit <laughs> um, sorry I just love all the callbacks um, she asks what school Perry goes to and she replies Malcolm um, and she tells her that I'm not familiar with historically black colleges and walks away. <clears throat> Perry is, of course, irked. She's been irked the whole time. And she asks Cooper if she is for real. And he says, oh, yes, she's for real. <sighs> mm-hmm. So... Essentially, the law that they're there talking about that was passed um, in the 90s is that every institution, minus the Smithsonian for some reason, with a Native American collection, receives funds to prepare an inventory of their items. Then tribes are notified about the inventory so they can request the return of items and human remains to their tribes. Makes so sense. it yes and it's an it's important it's an important law mm-hmm. um so during the meeting cooper is essentially like pointing at her sheet saying like read all of this and after the meeting cooper continues a pop quiz as they enter into uh, the archives of the school pop quiz cooper knows. cooper tells her that it's been 24 years since the law has passed and this museum has not returned a single ancestor to their tribe which is just bullshit it's fucked i'm gonna go ahead and say that's 25 24 years too long (laughs) too long too long yes um in the archive rooms um they are shown a drawer marked crania and then perry starts to panic realizing that it's somebody's skull that she's looking at and she's like i gotta get out of here oh my god like she's panicked she's asking then cooper like how many of our ancestors are in here like what is going on like what is this room like she's like heebie-jeebed get out get me out of here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we find out that the inventory is not complete but 13 ancestors from sugar island and four from nebish island and one whose origins are not confirmed and that's who cooper would like her to meet that's a lot that's a lot that's it's too much yeah and you Um, don't realize it like you mm -mm. just Mm -mm. no i feel like the what angeline is really doing too is really just like giving perspective Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you'd go to a museum and you would see this and you would think, oh, wow, knowledge, like for the greater good or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then it was so true. Like, do you want your family members in a friggin' metal box somewhere? No. 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 And 
as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I wouldn't even want a family member disarticulated. No. no. And not even kept together. Like, oh, it's awful. Yeah, it is. So we meet Warrior Girl, which fuck yes, thank you, Angeline, for the the title tie-in. Love that. Thank right away, you. right away. Yes, yes. Um we find out that just like we were saying that the bones of any of their ancestors are usually stored by part disarticulated like cranium, left femur, foot, that kind of thing. Um, and this exception has been made specially for warrior girl. Um, the Dr. Liwa is like, creeping both of them out like cooper's holding it together but she can see perry can see that he's like clenching her his jaw it's like he's not happy the way he's talking he's like owns like he owns warrior girl or something like that's my girl and it's like oh okay um he though explains that she is in her mid early to mid teens and that she had sustained sustained a major injury um, from a knife that was larger than her own, which was her associated funerary object of a knife. Um, and that um, she did not die from it because there's like healing marks from it. But the marks on her ribs is the wound that she did end up dying from. Yeah. Perry then is drawn to Warrior Girl's knife and goes to to take it in her hands and she's remarking how it's a good weapon and that it fits her so well and now she just wants to steal warrior girl they're finished in the archives and cooper she's like oh why'd he do this accepts a coffee um a coffee date with dr fenton aka old white lady aka grand mary vibes lady and when they walk in, she realizes that she doesn't quite fit the Grand Mary vibes because she's a hoarder, but um <laughs> and a messy, messy hoarder. Too. It's a messy, messy hoarder. Um, and she watches her as she enters the code into her um apart like her office area, which I'm like, oh shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, Cooper, as they she goes and gets them coffee, water, whatever, Cooper warns her not to say a fucking word. Don't say a word. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like reading her mind. Yes, don't say anything. Um, Dr. Fenton then asks them, um, asks Cooper if she he could explain or tell her more about this guy pointing at an otter bag um, that was used for ceremonial medicine. Um, and Cooper explains that the otter is an important part of their creation story. Um, and then... She explains where she got it from, which was after a history professor died. Um, they were like, look, we've got all this shit. Come take it. Um, so this makes Perry like seethe. She's like so angry just by like the, oh, this stuff's just in his fucking addict mm-hmm, cu- mm-hmm. catching dust. Mm-hmm. She even says, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> um she refers to them as my items which also no 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then she asks for an extension to complete the inventory. Oh, are you fucking serious? You had 24 fucking years? <laughs> oh my God. I was just like, I'm seething with you, Perry. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she offers to let's see what's in the boxes, shall we? It'll be like Christmas. Oh, oh God. No. Yes. So while Perry or sorry, while Cooper and Dr. Fenton are looking in boxes, Perry also opens a box with four black ash baskets. And of course, she's looking for a signature of her grandmother. Um, But in these ones, there are some seeds inside. She is feeling so drawn to them and knows that they're heirloom seeds from her ancestors and they might even be viable still if they were stored properly. Um, so she's having all these thoughts and then Cooper explains that Sugar Island Ojibwe tribe is expanding their funding reach, which could help the, um, state college find an assistant to help with the inventory. And they're like, oh, I need to find a proper assistant. Like it's awful. Anyways, this person also like, but we don't know anything about anything. So exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And then, of course, then, of course, Dr. Fenton has this big idea. Why stop there at an inventory assistant? We could get a whole team and we could be the premier institute for cultural anthropology. Perry then remembers an old teaching about the Windingu, which is a greedy cannibal-like creature. And this is the first one she's ever heard be born. And so she figures she'll be taking those seeds now. Yoink. <laughs> you know what? These look a lot like mine. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how they ended up here in my pocket. I'll be taking these now. Yeah, weird. Super weird. It mm-hmm. just happened. <laughs> they just fell into my pocket. Trip fell. Landed fell in my pocket. pocket. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, on the way home, she's like, okay, I'm going to tell him when he drops me off. I'm going to tell him that I quit when I drop him off. Okay, okay, okay. And I'm not going to look back. I'm just going to go. So then when they get back, Cooper turns to her and says, so are you giving me your resignation or your word that you're going to help me get her back? Smarter than he looks, that Cooper. Mm -hmm. He then adds that she is ours and we are hers. And then Perry responds with, Cooper Turtle, you have my word. He got her. He got her. Mm-hmm. He got her. I, you know what, sneaky little Cooper? I think he did that on purpose. <laughs> he, yes, he did. He knows. He knows. All right. So Tuesday, June 17th, both Pauline and Perry are excited to get to their jobs today for once. What an odd little turn of events. Mm-hmm. Chief Manitou selected Pauline as his shadow, which is, like, insane. And Perry is ready to get that warrior girl home. As Perry punches in, she sees a missing poster for a girl named Darby O'Macley, um, who has aquamarine eyes. Unfortunately, that comes back later. Mm-hmm. Cooper apologizes to Perry for having put her in the situation that he did yesterday, um, saying that it could have been potentially traumatic uh, and, and that he's he he's like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that, which I thought was very respectful mm-hmm. of him mm-hmm. to to even be self-aware enough to, you know what I mean? Yes. He's very, yeah. he's clearly scientific, but he's also just a human, like understands. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Perry asks if the next time they go, can they smudge before and after um, when they're around the ancestors? And Cooper says, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Oh, gosh. She also notes that their outfits sort of match for the day, and she <laughs> takes that as a sign. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, She ends up calling off the Karate Kid references that Cooper had kept using towards her, and instead she requests Star Wars references instead. I do not know any of any of that kind of stuff, but I'm sure some of our babes do, and absolutely love it. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Luke, you are my father. (laughs) Wait, I am your father. I am your father. Luke isn't anyone's father. Wait, maybe. I don't know. Cooper hands Perry a book, and it is entitled Grave Injustice, the American Indian Reparation Movement and N-A-G-P-R-A. He tells her she needs to read it in two days and shows her to her desk that also has a very ancient computer on it. Um, says that she needs to know the ins and outs of the NAGPRA. He also tells her that she needs to get on eBay to see private collections that are not monitored because remember, those aren't um, a part of Subject the to rule. that law, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not monitored and she needs to fi- find five Anishinaabe items either currently for sale or recently auctioned. The book that she's reading begins. Um, it was actually very beautiful. I'm not, I just wrote like quick notes on it. I mean, if you're listening to this, you've read the book and it's important, mm-hmm. but it begins with a success story where remains were sent back to their ancestors from Harvard University. Um, it just sounded absolutely heartbreaking. Like the indigenous people had to come up with a new ceremony to receive the ancestors back because they had never had to do it before. Mm-hmm. like obviously mm-hmm. that's so fucked up yeah perry accidentally falls asleep because <laughs> she went outside to read um and she wakes up three hours later that is a long time that's a nice Her, nap that is a great nap outside like i'm surprised nobody was like hey you dead or are you, what? Are you alive <laughs> yeah. um mom comes to pick the girls up and on the ferry trip ride back perry wonders where war- warrior girl was from um she's feels all pent up she's got all this energy and so she wants to jog home mom says no because she's like i'll drive behind you and so perry recruits pauline to jog with her so that mom doesn't have to be a helicopter mom although she's just worried which sounds like for good reason all right almost done Perry makes her eBay account and is shocked at what she finds. She comes across a vest with beautiful floral beading and is going for $2,500. It's listed as Providence Unknown. So Perry imagines her own origin story for this vest, which was just fucking Mm -hmm. great. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Perry visits Pops in the garden. It's day three of the 13 repatriate, repatriated fucking squash seeds. Fuck, I'm sorry, everyone. I can't say that word well. Um, uh, he and she figures that he doesn't need to know how she ended up with those. That's just for her to know. No problem. 
for her to know. I'm so she... curious as to what's going to happen oh, with them. Oh, yeah. I hope. I know. I'm excited. Okay. Um, she tells her dad that it's Grandma Cake's birthday, which is his mother. Um, we find a little out a little bit about Grandma Cake and that she died during childbirth when Pops was only four. Um, so he doesn't have very many memories of her, but, um, he always remembers her baking. She says that she's going to make a cake for her dad. Which is really sweet. Yes. So later at work, she tells Cooper that she's ready to talk about my tasks. I found five Ojibwe antiquities, and she thinks that he's asking her questions, and she tells him that she thinks that the vest is real. Um, and he asks her reasoning behind it uh, or sorry, and gives her reasoning behind why she thinks it is. He's not saying anything or giving any feedback. Um, And then he asks about the book um, and we find out that things didn't start happening until about the 1970s when the government was given a grant to start excavating pioneer cemeteries which is when they started finding indigenous um, remains of their ancestors in unmarked graves. Um, and then she asks Cooper what she he thinks the difference between a grave robber and an archaeologist is, which love that. is, yes, a good, it's a, a yeah, that's a, I loved that little parallel and tie that she said yes. that. Yes. Um, they continue talking about the things that she found on eBay and the book, um, all while Perry is getting angrier and angry about the things she had read. Um, she then tells Cooper about her great grandmother and her baskets, which is lovely that she was able to open up to him about that. And then asks him if she was, if she was related to warrior girl, could they get her back easier? which is interesting that that was put in there. Um, They say that they have designated Warrior Girl as culturally undefinable, therefore making her unavailable to be repatriated. Dr. Fenton is purposely delaying the identification process, but... Lee, Dr. Lee Lierwa is denying that they have any claim to Warrior Girl at all. <laughs> any, I just it's can't. Just he's like this... so obsessed. Like he's like, yes, no, it's he... mine. It's mine. Mm-hmm. Those are my bones. <laughs> Honestly, no. what the fuck, dude? Mm-hmm. She then asks Cooper, How do you do this work when your heart feels so heavy? Which is. I felt so sad. Anyways, I was during these parts when Perry's like feeling sad and mad. I'm also like, I'm right there with you, girl. I feel you. You're getting fired up. Mm-hmm. Getting fired um, up. Yes. Back at home after work, Perry is baking a molasses cake. Her dad loves it. And then she feels like she's pulled a Pauline and launches and steals the dinner combo and launches in all about her day. She's finally passionate about something that's not mm. the thing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very 
interesting. Friday, June 20th. Friday's seminar day is canceled, so the interns can help the search for Darby, sadly. Um, We find out that Darby had been drinking at a bar with her hockey team when the DD decided to drink and she decided to walk to her boyfriend's hunk camp over driving with someone drunk. The smart, responsible thing to do always fucking happens that way, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the trail That's like, yeah, something you and I, I would, I would do that. Yep, totally. A hundred percent. Because you're like, this is the lesser of two evils, essentially, Mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm. although the trail cam at her boyfriend's hung camp never picked her up at the camp so they know that she never got there the teams are divided to search the woods misfit toys is paired with officer what the sam hill um and elvis jr joins too i have to say i swear to god angeline if something happens to this fucking dog i am going I... to lose it <laughs> never never i don't know the dog is just hanging out so hard that i'm like no when they make animals characters you always know so i'm no no really hoping nothing happens their assignment is to walk from the camp to the bar so they're doing reverse steps perry is very good with the maps um and the tracking etc eric asks her how she got so good and she says that her parents taught her how to track We find out that Darby was from a different tribal community. She came to Sugar Island to play hockey. That's why she was there. So she doesn't have any family around either, which is just like Mm -hmm. super sad. There is no sign of Darby, so everyone goes home. Um, Eric ends up giving Pauline and Perry a ride home. Perry can see that Pauline is upset. When they get home, Pauline tells Perry, quote, Aunt Donis is an interfering bitch. (laughs) <laughs> i'd them like to hear you words. say that to her yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. them fighting's words dang girl so perry grabs pauline's weed gummies and meets her in the treehouse like you need to chill also she brings the dog up which is just like my favorite thing in the world <laughs> so pauline and the chief had lunch together in his car and donis pulled up and started chatting she was like hi uh, how's it going in here are you guys having the best fucking time ever like she made it very obvious that she was sus um Mm -hmm. and she pretty much implied that if he the chief if the chief did anything inappropriate with pauline he would get blanket partied (laughs) straight up straight up the Fair back enough. of my Jeep, my back of my SUV is very spacious. Very spacious, yes. Um, so at the end of that day, Pauline is reassigned and she's pissed at Donna's for meddling. Uh I I think it was Perry who's thinking. She's like, Yeah, well, something bad happened to Auntie when we were little. I wrote, You think? <laughs> yeah yeah girls you need to read firekeeper's daughter okay have you read it geez um and then we also find out for sure that lucas is lily's brother which is just like ah but also Mm. what's up with the chief is he sus fuck are we we looking yeah yeah because like donis has a really good 
intuition intuition Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if she's like "Mm, I don't like this then Mm -hmm. because Perry's so like academically focused that she wouldn't even pick up on it she would just think like this is gonna look so good on paper like yeah he's he's interested in like we're just waiting for the next meeting and he's taking me out for lunch and maybe we could talk about things and blah 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 yeah yeah no she wouldn't think about the yeah Mm -mm. yeah Mm-mm. love that donna's is watching out for her though but yes you yeah need gummies girl pop a few you good i hear you not too many you don't want to puke red all over your bathroom anyways um Who's so done that? Who's done that? i don't know never heard <laughs> don't know no, no i don't know anybody who would have done that anyways <laughs> um FML. it was okay. me okay it was me it- <laughs> <laughs> I put her on blast. Okay. So Perry's having a dream and warrior girl is standing beside her and they're looking at the seeds. Um, warrior girl is tall and lean and goes to touch the scar on Perry's eyebrow, which is on the front cover of the book as well. I love it. Is it? Yes. Yes. Um, and then as soon as she goes to touch her, she's gone. So we find out that, so obviously her connection to warrior girl is strong enough that she's now having dreams about her. Um, we find out that it's asparagus canning weekend at the firekeeper birch household. Get ready for Mm -hmm. your pee to smell real funky. Yeah. (laughs) Woo, woo, woo asparagus <laughs> woo woo asparagus <laughs> asparagus <laughs> yes, yes, yes Pauline has decided that she is going to shun Auntie Donis for the rest of the summer yeah bye Donis um, goodbye um, and but we also find out that she doesn't need to shun her today because Auntie Donis does usually join them, but she's not this weekend because her and TJ are taking their boys to Mount Pleasant. So it sounds like TJ has had children with somebody. They Donis has had children, a child, obviously, and now they go and do stuff together, but they might not be together. I don't know. Who knows? As friends. As friends. Mm-hmm. As friends. It's always friends. Like, to be fair, I'm being the person that I hate the most right now because, like, people can totally just be friends. Don't Mm -hmm. assume. But, Mm -hmm. like... But, like, you have history and, like, also... What's going on there? I don't see anywhere, so... Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both girls are like, what's the deal with them anyways? Like, she never talks about... I guess they call him Wab. For sure. Wab, 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 wabun. The babe, the babe, the babe, the babe. babe. Um, She never talks about his dad and she spends an awful lot of time with TJ. Um, And Teddy tells them it's her story to tell. So like stop meddling. And this um, Pauline storms off. And then Teddy says, what's up with her? And then Perry's like, it's her story to tell. Which I'm like, fuck Perry. Yep. Yes. So because Perry agreed to like confront Donis and all this for Pauline, Pauline is now stuck on asparagus duty and 
Perry is looking after Elvis Jr. So this is giving her time to read her next book assignment, which is The Reparation Reader, Who Owns American Indian Remains, edited by an Indigenous woman, Devin A. Mishwa, which makes Perry's heart swell with pride. She's just like, look at this woman doing things for our community. Yes, and our people. Um, as she's reading, she gets a, te- er- a a text from Eric, and he asks if she wants to come over. She tells her him that she has no wheels and she's grounded from driving until Donis is paid. <laughs> uh oh, that sucks. Yes, he says that she'll he'll pick her up, and he she says no problem. But whatever we do, I have to bring my dog. I'm on babysitting duty. Um, Eric arrives on Sugar Island to pick up Perry, and he's just in awe of everything on their property, their treehouse, their house, um, their gardens, just like how influenced by Indigenous culture they are. Um, Mm -hmm. And in turn, he ends up showing her how to set up some Google alerts on indigenous um, items on ebay etc and she's just like holy i love how they always say holy <laughs> i love it holy. And, yep. yep um and she's like you have skills and this makes him blush which is cute she then shows they then stumble along upon another basket that had sold for 175 dollars He looks up the seller and finds out that he's from St. Ignace, which is less than 30 minutes away from them, and that his name is Frank Lockhart, and he owns a business named Teepees and Trinkets, and that they're open until 7 p.m. Right away. Yes. Right away. Right away. That's a problem. That's a red flag. Red flag. Okay. Um, On their way out... She's like, hey, this is Eric. Can we go um, to the Native Art Store? We're doing some research. Um, Eric is very nervous to meet the parents and everything like that. He's like, can we please go together? I'll drive her. It's okay. It's cute. Um, Pauline then on the way out hands her a blanket. And she says, what's this for? And she says, for Junior. Or whatever on your date. <laughs> Fucking fuck. Okay. What does she call it? Doesn't she call it like a snag rag or something? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write it down because I was like, oh. <laughs> it's so funny though. Oh, God. Um, She straight up, I love this about her. She straight up asks Eric, so is this like a date or what? Because I don't know if I like like you outside of misfit toys mm-hmm. yes fair. um yes and he then gives her the nickname of perry pulls no punches she then says pissed off perry punches plenty which i just love they're sweet and then junior howls in agreement oh, oh i just love it i just love her writing so i'm sorry i'm probably giving using way too many details anyways um uh, then Perry thinks that if this is a first date, it's going really well so far. 
Um, we find out that Eric had gotten kicked out of school, but ended up getting his GED and he's been laying low since they've moved here. Um, he ended up making some enemies and we find out that their mascot at his old school was an Eskimo, which is fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he hacked the school's website and added um, racially insensitive nickname beside every instance of the picture. I mean... Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not wrong. Um, A 22-foot teepee awaits them when they arrive at teepees and trinkets. Um, And then uh, Perry says, more like stereotypes and souvenirs. Which, (laughs) fuck, there we go. Um, There's a lot of ridiculous items in the store, but then there's a museum-type room off to the side, it sounds like, and all the items in there are not for sale. This is very upsetting to um, Perry, and she ends up like kind of on the floor, like panicking again almost. Mm-hmm. Um, she as she's down there, she thinks that the basket is her great grandmother's that she can see in one of the cases, and then it's confirmed that it is um her her grandmother Maria Piquette, um, and that it is signed with a raspberry, which means that it was um made in 1920 in July, which is oh very, yeah, it's very cool how. The symbols can give Perry a date, essentially. Perry then explains to Eric that this is a joke of a like museum and it's consisting of a skewed history of the area, um, which the sign says that um, the priests were saving pagan heathens. Yeah, that's problematic. Yes. And she's just, yeah, she's getting obviously very upset and rightfully so. Yes. Um, Eric points out some moccasins and Perry tells him that they were taken from a full family grave. Um, And that if these moccasins were found today, that there'd be a whole protocol. But anything found before 1990 is fair game, essentially. Um, As they're leaving, a boy runs into Perry and then like bounces off of her into one of the glass cases and then there just so happens to be great grandma's basket there and then all of a sudden it's in my pocket like you said well, you tripped can't... and fell and put it in my pocket yeah you can't like sometimes sometimes woven baskets made by your great grandmother will just jump into your pocket it just happens sometimes it just like that happens and it happens and the way it's, it's supposed no big. to be Exactly. Yeah. It's supposed to be with her anyways. It's her great grandma's. So what's mm-hmm. the big deal? What's no big deal? No big deal. Um, they are like, we gotta go. We gotta go quick. So they head back and Eric says, You took the basket, didn't you? And she is like, Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, Eric right? is yeah, wanna fight about it? Um uh, come at says- me. Yes. Yeah, I do want to fight. You put me at risk. I'm on probation. Did you even think about anything else? And she was just like, nope, I didn't. I was just thinking about how I could get the basket. Also, Which, like, you didn't tell me you were on probation, bitch. True. But also, she's communicating clearly what she's thinking. Yes. 
no, I didn't think about anything but getting the basket. Yeah. Sorry. What else do you want from me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, she's just like, you know what? Screw you. Um, you know that many of those items in places like that or private collections are in dusty boxes and I couldn't just leave it like I can't left leave my ancestors items behind her great grandma that's yes. close she could yes. have known that woman mm-hmm. <laughs> yes and that's how we leave off with her in a tiff with Eric something that I wanted to mention Mm-hmm. as you were saying you were like I probably wrote down way too much but I just love Angeline's writing stuff when I picked up this book I was instantly reminded of Firekeeper's Daughter I don't think that I've ever read an author where I like literally every single word matters like it's important to the story mm-hmm. and the storyline like yes which is why these episodes become so long because mm-hmm. it's so much it's like everything's important I don't want to yeah. just skim over it like and not all books are like that and I think that's what makes these books not boring at all mm-hmm. because it's like stripped down to what is essential yeah and just tells a beautiful story yes I love her writing and I love how there's so many different beautiful and horrifying storylines going on all together. Like at the same time, like Darby missing mm-hmm. warrior girl, now Pauline and the chief, like, mm-hmm. but like little then off little offshoots, like Donis and TJ, what's going on there? Like you said, the seeds, like, mm-hmm. I'm I just wondering, love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the seeds are going to play a big role. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if it's going to be like some species that hasn't existed for like a gazillion years and mm-hmm. that's going to be important somehow. I don't know if it's going to get her in trouble or like what's mm. going to happen there. But I'm also that that line that you wrote about her being like, but if she was my related to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. If I'm Warrior curious. Girl was related to me, would it be easier to get her back? Mm-hmm. Why is that in there? Mm-hmm. I'm curious. I'm very mm-hmm. curious. And like, there's a lot with the great grandmother right now. Like, is the yeah, great yeah. is warrior girl like some part of her great grandma's story or something like yeah. that? Though I think she's even further, further back. Yeah. Like, warrior girl is many generations, but yes. And she took the basket. So what's gonna happen with oh, the basket? Oh, that's another big one. Yeah. The basket. Tisket a tasket. Yeah. Now I got a basket. That I stole. <laughs> Oops. Uh-oh. No, it just jumped right into her pocket. Trip Anyways. Yeah. Well. Okay. Read the next bit next week. Yeah. And we'll read it too. Okay. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. See you later. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, 
a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.